Hello there, Internet. The theme music means it's time for another podcast of Preparing Our Hearts for Worship. And we're excited to bring you another edition. This is Linda. And this is Glenn. We've completed the acoustic upgrade to our studio, and it sounds so nice. Last week we had work started, but this week the walls are all done and the doors are all covered completely, and there's no sound reverberation off the walls in here at all. We'd like to thank Brian Young for his work in the installation of this upgrade to Faith Productions Recording. Brian is a new addition to the Glenn Dawson Evangelistic team, and he has been helping us set up equipment when forgiven plays at churches, and a real help around here at our facility. We are so glad to have him aboard. He's such a blessing. What song are we looking at this week, Glenn? We're looking at a song we don't often hear in our congregational singing nowadays. In my early days in church, we sang it often. The song is about soul winning, and it's called Bring Them In. Hark, tis the shepherd's voice I hear, calling the sheep who've gone astray, far from the shepherd's fold away. Bring them in, bring them in. Bring them in from the fields of sin. Bring them in, bring them in. Bring the wandering ones to Jesus. Oh, go and help this shepherd kind. Help him the wandering ones to find. Who'll bring the lost ones to the fold, where they'll be sheltered from the cold. Bring them in, bring them in, 
Drakes is known as the founder of the modern Sunday school. He had a driving desire for the spiritual and social conditions of the poor illiterate children in 18th century England. This was a time when education was reserved for the wealthy, and four out of five children received no education. Child labor was also heavily exploited during this time. Rakes worked tirelessly to provide Sunday school for the children, in which they received spiritual education, alongside the basics of English and math, one day a week. Later, John and Charles Wesley, founders of the Methodist Church, took up the cause and established Sunday schools in first England and after the Revolutionary War in America. The Sunday school workers began to recognize that music was a natural way to teach the children and, for, and provide spiritual and life lessons for them to easily remember. This, this is a song which was written in, for Sunday school sometime in early 1880. Many sources state the author of the hymn is unknown, while other sources, including hymnologist Kenneth Osbeck, states the author is Alexa no, <laughs> I'm sorry, Alexa Thomas. She was aware of this movement, which inspired her to pen the hymn, Bring Them In. She was born in 1857 in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. She was a teacher and later a principal. She died sometime around 1910 and had written over 40 hymns, including Peace Be Still, Beautiful Star, Easter Bells Are Sweetly Peeling, Blessed Harvest Home, The Precious Promise, Tell the Whole World the Story, and Tis a Story Full of Wonder. Bring Them In is a hymn that originally had three stanzas and a refrain, William Ogden's uh, wrote the music. The context of this hymn is about recruiting people to become believers in Christ. The imagery also includes believers who are going astray and need guidance and help of the Lord to bring them back into the fold. William Ogden began studying music at the age of eight and within a decade was serving as choir master in his home church. While serving in the American Civil War, he organized a male choir. After his time in service, he studied with music masters such as Lau Mason, Thomas Hastings, and Benjamin Baker, president of the Boston Music School. He published his first songbook in 1870 and taught throughout the U.S. and Canada before becoming superintendent of music in the public schools of Toledo, Ohio in 1887. He died in Ohio on October the 14th, 1897, four days after his 56th birthday. Our song, Bring Them In, reminds us to bring in the lost. Yea, we are sheep gone astray, but are now returned unto the shepherd. 1 Peter 2.25 A song which points to Jesus as the shepherd who seeks the sheep and who, who have gone astray, that, that they might return to him. And that is, bring them in. Becoming a widely known teacher of normal music schools and a conductor of music conventions, Ogden produced a number of gospel songs, 
providing for some words, for some music, and for some both. His credits include, He is able to deliver thee, all things are ready, come to the feast. Jesus, the loving shepherd, Oh, if my house is built upon a rock, seeking the lost, where he leads I'll follow, and scattering precious seed. Also, he he published a large number of Sunday school hymn collections, bring them in, first appeared in 1885 in Notes of Victory for Sunday Schools, compiled for Fleming Revel. uh, compiled for the Fleming Revel Company of Chicago, Illinois, by Ogden and Edmund Lorenz. In 1887, Ogden was appointed supervisor of music for public schools of Toronto, of Toledo, Ohio, where he remained there until his death. Some of his songs were used in sacred songs and solos published by Ira D. Sankey. The song emphasizes the importance of helping the shepherds seek the lost sheep. In stanza one, we sing about the shepherd's purpose. Hark, tis the shepherd's voice I hear, out in the desert, dark and drear, calling the sheep who've gone astray, far from the shepherd's fold away. The shepherd is Jesus Christ. At John ten eleven through 14, it reads, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd giveth his life for his sheep. But he that is a hireling and not the shepherd, whose own sheep are not, seeth the wolf and leave the sheep and fleeth. And the wolf catches them and scatters the sheep. The hireling, the, the hireling fleeth because he's a hireling a hireling, and careth not for the sheep. I am the good shepherd, and know my sheep, and am known of mine. He goes out in the desert to find the straying sheep. In Matthew eighteen and eleven through 14 it says, For the Son of Man is come to save that which was lost. How think ye, if a man has a hundred sheep, and one of them be gone astray, doth he not leave the ninety and nine, and goeth into the mountains, and seeketh that which is gone astray? And and if so, be that he find it. Verily I say unto you, he rejoiceth more of that sheep than the ninety and nine, which went not astray. Even so, It is not the will of your Father, which is in heaven, that one of these little ones should perish. And the reason why he needs to find them is that they have gone astray. Isaiah 53, 6 states, And we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone into his own way. And the Lord hath laid him on him the iniquity of us all. In stanza two, we sing about the shepherd's need for assistance. Who'll go and help the shepherd kind? Help him the little lambs to find. Who'll bring the lost ones to the fold, where they'll be sheltered from the fold? The shepherd wants to help 
In Matthew 9, 36 through 38, he says, But when he saw the multitude, he was moved with compassion on them, because they fainted and were scattered abroad as sheep, so having no shepherd. Then saith he unto his disciples, The harvest truly is plenteous, but our labors are few. Pray ye therefore that the Lord of harvest, that he will send forth laborers into the harvest. We help the shepherd find the wandering ones by preaching the gospel. In Acts 8, 4, it says, Therefore they that were scattered abroad went everywhere preaching the word. The fold is the church of our Lord, to which the lost sheep are brought for safety. We find in John ten fifteen through 16, it says, As the Father knoweth me, even so knoweth I the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. And other sheep I have, which are not of this fold, them also I must bring, and they shall hear my voice, and they, there shall be one fold and one shepherd. Acts 2.47 says, Praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily, such as should be saved. In stanza three, we sing about the shepherd's command, Out of the desert, hear their cry. Out on the mountains, wild, high. Hark, tis the master speaks to thee. Go find my lambs wherever they be. We should be listening for the cry of those who are lost. Luke fifteen four through 7 tells us what man of you, having a hundred sheep, if he loses one of them, doth not leave the ninety and nine in the wilderness, and go out that which is lost until he find it. And when he hath found it, he layeth on his shoulders rejoicing. And when he cometh home, he calleth it together his friends and neighbors, saying unto them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep which was lost. I say unto you, that likewise joy shall be in heaven over one sinner that repenteth more than over ninety and nine just persons, which need no repentance. Jesus is the master, and we need to be following his commands. We read in Ephesians 6 and 9, And ye masters, do the same things unto them, forbearing, threatening, knowing that your master also is in heaven. Neither is there respect for a person with him. And one of his commands is to seek his sheep by proclaiming the gospel. Mark sixteen fifteen reads, And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. The Course continues to tell us, Bring them in, bring them in, bring them in from the fields of sin. Bring them in, bring them in, bring the wandering ones to Jesus. As noted previously, the song was originally written for Sunday school and seems to refer to going out and seeking children to come to Sunday school. The original last line of the course reads, Bring the little ones to Jesus. However, that seems to imply that, that little children are lost in the field of sin. And the Bible does not teach that. While we understand that small children are not yet lost, someday they will be. So they need to be taught the will of Christ. So that when they are of accountable age, they will want to obey it. 
And the fact is, people, uh, the fact is that all people who are of accountable age and have not yet obeyed the gospel of Christ are lost in sin. So we need to be going wherever we have to, wherever we have the ability to go and opportunity and bring them in. Years ago, most churches emphasized evangelism and bringing sinners to the Lord. They used special programs such as revival services, evangelistic campaigns, rally days, camp meetings, and even contests to encourage members to share the gospel and especially to bring the unsaved to these services where they could be saved. During these times, church music often emphasized the need of the Savior. Hymns of imitation are, were usually a major part of most services. Altar calls were common. It was in times like that when this hymn was written. The song was originally written probably about 1885 for Sunday schools. However, this song was sung by adults with enthusiasm and conviction in worship services. It is the theme that we all can relate to. And nothing has changed over the years. People are still lost and need the Lord, and the command to go is still the same. Maybe we need to recommit to sharing the good news to the many who need it to hear it. I have other sheep that are not of this sheep pen. I must bring them also in John ten sixteen. Jesus Christ died for the sins of all humanity. The foundational Christian teaching is that Jesus is the Son of God, and he willingly gave his life on the cross as a sacrificial atonement for the sin of all people, past, present, and future. This act of self-sacrifice is seen as a demonstration of God's love and grace, providing a way for humanity to be reconciled with God and have their sins forgiven. The concept of Jesus dying for the sins of all humanity is expressed in several passages in the New Testament of the Bible and is one of the most well-known verses in the Bible and is found in the Gospel of John. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. This verse emphasizes that God's love extends to the entire world and that whoever believes in Jesus can have eternal life through him. Additionally, the Apostle Paul, in his letter to various early Christian communities, frequently emphasized the idea of Christ's death being the sacrificial for, all, for salvation of all, regardless of ethnicity, background, or their previous sins. For example, Romans 5, 8, and 6, Paul writes, You see, at just the right time, we were powerless. Christ died for the ungodly. Very rarely will anyone die for a righteous person, though a good person sometimes uh, might possibly dare to die. God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. These passages, along with others in the New Testament, 
teach that Jesus' death on the cross was the universal sacrifice available to all who put their faith and trust in him for the forgiveness of sins and the gift of eternal life. Jesus, our shepherd, has unwavering love. It's a deep and unwavering love for each one of us. He's not content with leaving one lost sheep behind. His love is proactive. He takes the initiative to search for the lost, leaving 90 and 9 to find that one that's astray. When he finds the lost sheep, he rejoices and calls others to celebrate with him. In our timeless hymn, Bring Them In, it says, Hark, tis the shepherd's voice I hear. And it reminds us of the shepherd's unwavering love and his call to us to participate in the rescue of the lost sheep. The scriptures and the lyrics of our song both emphasize the importance of seeking out the lost and bringing them into God's fold of love. The call of bring them in is a hymn that starts with hark, tis the shepherd voice I hear. The hymn is a the hymn beautifully complements this parable and serves us to call our actions call to action for all believers. Hark, tis the shepherd's voice I hear, out in the desert dark and drear, calling the sheep who've gone astray, far from the shepherd's fold away. This is an urgent call. We must listen and respond to his voice. The world can be a spiritually dark and desolate place. Many are far from the shepherd's fold, and we are called to seek them out. If we stop and think of what is in a sure reality for those who have not taken to this message, it means they go to a terrible place of eternal torment and death. And we are responsible to carry the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ to every creature. Death is certain and hell is real. In Deuteronomy 32:22, it says, For a fire is kindled in my anger, and shall burn to the lowest hell. It shall consume the earth with her increase, and set on fire the foundations of the mountains. Psalms 9:17 says, The wicked shall be turned into hell, and all the nations that forget God, as it says in Psalms 55:15, let death seize them. Let them go down alive into hell, for wickedness is in their dwellings and among them. Hell is forever. In Proverbs 27:20, hell and destruction are never full. So the eyes of man are never satisfied, and Satan wants all he can to deceive us. In Isaiah 14:9 it says, "Hell from beneath is excited about you to meet you at your coming. It stirs up the dead for you, all the chief ones of the earth. It has raised up from their thrones all the kings of the nations." Matthew 10:28 says, "And do not fear alone those who do not fear those who kill the body and cannot kill the soul, but fear him who is able to destroy both body and soul in hell. In hell there would be a wailing and gnashing of teeth, and they have no rest neither day nor night. And the smoke of the torment ascendeth up forever and ever. 
Our song says, Who go and help the shepherd kind? Help him wandering ones to find. Who bring the lost ones to the fold? Where they'll be sheltered from the cold. We have a role in the rescue. We are called to be co-laborers with Christ. He commands us to join him in seeking the lost. Our mission is to bring the lost sheep into the fold, where they can have shelter and warmth in God's love. The command to evangelize the world, often referred to as the Great Commission, is a central directive given by Jesus Christ to his followers in the New Testament. It's found in the Gospel, Matthew chapter 28, verses 18 through 20. Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and, and, and the Son and the Holy Ghost, Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always, even unto the end of the age. This great commission is considered one of the core missions of the Christian faith and provides clear guidance on the responsibility of Christ's followers. We are to make disciples Christians, are called to go into all nations and make disciples. This involves not only sharing the message of the gospel, but also helping individuals come to faith in Jesus Christ and grow in their relationship with him. Part of making disciples involves baptizing new believers in the name of the Father and Son and Holy Spirit. Baptism is seen as a public declaration of one's faith and identification with Christ. Christians are instructed to teach new disciples to obey everything that Jesus has commanded. This includes instructing them in the teachings and principles of Christianity, helping them grow spiritually, and encourage them to live according to God's Word. And we're not alone when we obey this command. We have the assurance of Christ's presence. Jesus appears his followers, that he will be with them always, even unto the end of the age. This promise provides comfort and confidence to believers as they undertake the mission of spreading the gospel. The Great Commission underscores the universal scope of the Christian mission, emphasizing that the message of salvation is not limited by geography, culture, or ethnicity. Instead, it is meant for all people in all nations. Christians are to be called ambassadors of Christ, sharing his love and message of redemption with the world. Throughout the history of Christianity, this command has motivated countless individuals and organizations to encourage missions, evangelism, and outreach efforts aimed at fulfilling the Great Commission and spreading the good news of Jesus Christ to every corner of the world. It remains a foundational aspect of the Christian faith and the deriving force for global evangelism. Remember that we serve a shepherd who seeks the lost with relentless love and compassion. He calls us to be his hands and feet, actively involved in bringing the wandering ones to him. Just as the shepherd rejoices 
When a lost sheep is found, heaven itself rejoices when one sinner repents, as we read in Luke 15, 7. We must be responsive to the shepherd's voice. Filled with love and com- committed to seeking and bringing the lost into the safety of the grace of God and God's loving embrace. When we sang this refrain of this wonderful old hymn, let's be in prayer and commitment. Bring them in, bring them in, bring them from the fields of sin. Bring them in, bring them in. Bring the wandering ones to Jesus. It is our calling that we answer the shepherd's call and and bring the wandering ones to Jesus for his glory and the expansion of his kingdom. Now, before we go today, can I ask you, our listeners, are you sure of your eternity? You can absolutely know for sure the answer. Jesus said, I come that you might know you have eternal life. Jesus said in John 14, and Jesus answered, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. There's no other way to God but Jesus. Putting your faith and trust in Jesus for salvation is the only possible path to heaven to be with Jesus. Would you trust him today? If you'd like to talk to me more about it, I'd be delighted to to chat with you. You can email me. My email is glenn.dawson, that's G-L-E-N-N, two N's, dot Dawson, at TWC.com. Or you can also reach me at glenn at saxonmusic.com. God has been gracious to allow us this podcast, and we are thankful for it. Even though we did not ask anyone for money, we have had help from our audience. When our songs are played, we receive a small streaming royalty of five cents. So we want to thank you for listening to our songs on one of the 50 distributors that we have worldwide. As you listen to our music while you are traveling, or working around the house, or whatever you're doing, we trust you enjoy the music and pray it's a spiritual blessing to you. Remember, you are helping keep our ministry going just by listening. If you don't have a streaming service already to listen to our music, you can listen to it free. Just listen to our YouTube audio channel. It's located at https colon forward forward youtube.com forward slash we are forgiven do that to listen to over 160 of our songs check out our video channel there too if you have alexa or echo just say play the music of glenn dawson and listen as long as you like for free if you're not getting our newsletter go to our website at glenn glenndawsonea.com that's g-l-e-n-n dawsonea.com and click on newsletter well folks that concludes our podcast for this week we're going to see you again next week I hope until then God bless you and remember we We love love you all bye Bye for for now. now